Well, Brother Jamali, welcome to Live in Love and Color, a blog celebrating life, love, community, and culture. I'm thrilled to be talking with you about the upcoming lecture at the African Village and Cultural Center of Baltimore, which is located at 1407 Lochner Road, Unit O, um, where you'll be speaking with Brother Sankofa on Black Incarceration, Criminal Justice, or Criminal Just Us on October 29th from 6 to 10 p.m. There's a $10 admission charge, but beyond those facts, can you tell us a little bit more about what people can expect when they come to the event? They can expect to hear, you know, the truth, you know, as far as the uh, actual history and how, you know, it's been systematically and racially oppressed and segregated in many instances. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I just dive into the facts, you know, with the uh, original Okay, that's that's interesting. So you're you're not only looking at what's happening today, but you're looking at the history that contributes to what's happening. And I think that's key because a lot of times people look at things that are happening in a vacuum. Okay, this is happening uh, right now. This is so terrible. And they don't really understand how what's, what's, what has happened in the past is connected to what's happening in the present. So uh, uh, what, um, what text did you reference to prepare for your talk? You know, what articles, books? Um, several books. Um, I know, you know, you definitely have to have, you know, the uh, mass incarceration. That was the key one, too. I also had um, a text from um, Mark Tower. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a um, very interesting text. And he had several of them. And uh, it was Invisible Punishment, was one. Mm-hmm. And, and that's right, you know, the. Uh, it just states how, you know, a lot of things that we see, uh, that we may think we see, we can't actually see because, you know, only certain individuals are affected by it. And uh, another one was, um, uh, my, my race to incarcerate. Mm-hmm. So there were a few texts along with a lot of others, um, that some, um, things out of uh, a lot of Naeem Akbar's books and, uh, several others. Oh, Okay. Um, so has Naeem Akbar written a book that specifically speaks to... No, not necessarily, not necessarily, um, okay. for, uh, I'm sorry, you were going to ask specifically for, um, uh, incarceration? Uh-huh. No, not, not exactly, but, you know, you have to tie some things into, you know, a lot of things we try to look at is, uh, in one aspect, but it's a lot of things tied to it that make it so, you know, for instance, when you, um, look at any type of page... You Did you did you also look at um, any 
any folks that are writing in the criminal justice field, did you reference any of their texts? Um, um, well, uh, not exactly. When you say that, you mean uh, individuals currently in the criminal justice field? Mm-hmm. Uh, I have referenced some. Um, actually, uh, I, I have one brother, he just graduated um, from... Uh, he was in uh, criminal justice field, but um, to be honest, not too much. Okay. Um, criminal justice or just us? I thought that that was a really interesting turn of a phrase. Actually, you know what? Let me let me go back. I did want to ask you if you um, if you read any Angela Davis stuff because she has done or listened to any lectures. She's done a tremendous amount of work around criminal justice and um, and bringing awareness to the prison industrial complex and how corporations profit. Yes, I definitely watched some, uh, you know, videos on Angela Davis. Yeah, she is definitely a forefront in Let me, so let me now go back to the question I was asking. Criminal justice or just us? I was saying that that's an interesting turn of a phrase. And I, you know, from listening to that, you can obviously tell that you all are making a point about the disproportionate number of incarcerated people of color, um, both black and Latino or Hispanic. Legal scholar Michelle Alexander, of course, talks about this a lot in her book, The New Jim Crow, Mass Incarceration in the Age of Colorblindness, which she's gotten a lot of feedback from that, both people who support her and people who don't. Um, A lot of people who jump into this debate feel that, okay, you just need to accept personal responsibility and not blame the system. What do you say, what is your response to that kind of criticism when this discussion comes up about the prison the prison system. I say that, you know, how can you make a, um, a good decision with so much negativity around you? You know, granted that, you know, a lot of individuals may, you know, fall short. Mm-hmm. We have to look at the society in which they're in. And we have to look at it as a whole. We can't, we can't just, um, you know, some individuals are stronger than You know, some are, you know, born with will and they can't, you know, overturn that situation. But the majority of individuals simply rise to what their expectations. And so the expectations around us sometimes, you know, impact us in which we feel as though we can't rise any height. So to that I would say um, yes, personal responsibility plays a part of the society that we're in and the culture that we're being raised in raised in plays an even bigger part. So once we start to look at the disparities in our um, society and in our culture, we understand that it's more to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot more to it than just saying individual responsibility. Mm-hmm. Because um, it's, a, it's, it's a lot more to the whole, the whole aspect in the whole. And so when we start to concentrate on some of the disparities mm-hmm. and, 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 and then, you know, begin to scrutinize them, we understand exactly you know, where Michelle was coming from and what she was alluding to in that book. Mm-hmm. 
So to your point about society and, you know, obviously we don't grow up in a vacuum. There's so many things that that play a part in who we become as individuals. Does this then also become a larger conversation about black parenting and, you know, how things are passed on from generation to generation? Yes, it, it, it can be a lot of, a, a, a lot of discussion on many scales. Mm-hmm. Um, parenting being one, um, there's it, so many aspects, so many aspects. And so, um, you know, we could have a discussion on, like I said, on, on so many different forces because it's just not one, this is not the only thing affecting us. You know, mm-hmm. as I mentioned before, it's, you know, it's the whole society and it's entirety. Right, you that's know, that's um, key. It's it's one aspect to have the knowledge, mm-hmm. you know, but that's only one hand for the bell. Mm-hmm. The next hand is to, to actually implement, you know, anything that you talk about, any of the uh, um, to what I'm for um, solutions, implement solutions that we have. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, so, um, you're, you're right. You're right. They. people who are not familiar with Black Genius Youth Academy, since you brought that up, can you can you tell us a little bit about what that what that is? Genius Youth Academy meet, and is there a fee? Yeah, no, the Black Genius Youth Academy meets every Thursday at six to eight p.m. and it's absolutely free, um, no charge at all. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, we, we do so, you know, um, other, you know, um, when we tell music to empower the children. You know, we have a CD, Brother Central has a wonderful CD. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. And that is to, you know, um, give the children self-awareness. It's a wonderful CD, and uh, my kids listen to it every day. They love it. Cool. And so, yeah, we, we meet every Thursday, and it's um, definitely a, a great, you know, academy to empower our children to have them, you know, on the right path. Cool. And so let's let's get back. I didn't mean to, to take us off course so much, but I was just, for people that are not familiar with Black Genius Youth Academy, I think you all are doing great work, so I wanted to let them know. Mass incarceration is really tied into the fabric of American society. I mean, it's just so common. You know, everybody knows somebody that's incarcerated or knows somebody that knows somebody who is. Accord- yeah, and according to a number of statistics, there are 2.3 million Americans incarcerated. And we incarcerate more people than any other industrialized nation in the world. And of course, there are a lot of organizations and individuals who are profiting from that. Is reforming the system our solution, or do we need to destroy it entirely and start anew? And then the second part of this question is, does a conversation about the system ultimately lead to a bigger conversation about capitalism and the need to either reform it or dismantle it? Sure. Is reforming the system our solution, or do we need to destroy it entirely and begin again? Well, um, I think it's, it's being funded by, you know, um, I think the, the answer to that question would be it starts with, you know, um, educating us about us, also self-awareness. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I absolutely think that um, if we know who we are and we have an
money, drugs, and violence is what they're looking for. You know, that's the end of the world. That's turning our children into the prison system. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So once we become aware of ourselves and know that that's fictitious and, and we, it gets us nowhere fast, you know, we would then start to, you know, organize and move in a different, in a different path. Mm-hmm. And I think that in itself is a key to dismantling, you know, the prison system. Mm-hmm. And your second question was, uh, does this lead to a bigger discussion? Mm-hmm. About capitalism. Because if, I, I think one of the reasons why it's so difficult in this country to... Right to really deal with the prison system is because so many people, so many organizations are making money or profiting from that. And capitalism is a system that, as you know, really depends on a certain class of people who are always working, who are, who are profiting, you know, um, who are, who are helping to make profits for individuals at the top. And so do we need to then begin to really look at, how capitalism operates in this country and if we need to either reform it or or think of another way. Mm-hmm. 
I think I think Yeah, yeah, no, I was gonna say. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, to piggyback on one of the things that you you mentioned earlier about, you know, going to school and it's sort of drilled in us. I'm not knocking college, but this is what a lot of people who are involved with the Occupy movements around the country, really, and around the world, but I think more specifically in America and this country, are dealing with these huge amounts of student debt. When you know, when you come out, and then a lot of these Fortune 500 companies, yeah, they're, they're making... a large sums of money, but they're not going to pay you that in an entry-level position. So then it becomes this trap where you're, you're, you're starting life in so much debt, you wow. know? And I, and I think that we do need to begin to explore, in addition to college, other models, you know, learn a skill, learn a trade that can help right. you get through college so you're not completely dependent on all of these loans. Right. It really is, I think, about reimagining and thinking about new ways to deal with the way that that the world exists now. It's not the same as it was in our parents' generation. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's definitely key points. Mm-hmm. And it's like you, you're starting off from the rear. Mm-hmm. You know, you're starting off with a bag of the pile. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, so they are definitely key points in uh, what's going on in our society. So... Ultimately, what what do you all hope is going to come out of this lecture? Is do you, are you hoping for it to be a new movement? Are you joining up with an existing organization that is um, fighting the prison industrial complex? And what kind of follow up is going to happen after the lecture? Yeah, well, uh, what well, uh, actually I want to see is us individuals, you know, as, instead of, instead of looking at it at A spectator. A spectator. A spectator. Mm -hmm. spectator. I want us to start becoming a referee Mm -hmm. and start looking at it ourselves. Because once we start looking at ourselves, then we're forced to be something. Once we have the knowledge, then we just can't sit back and watch that happen. So what I want out of this lecture is I want uh, people to either join a movement, join an organization that's, um, you know, in in one faucet or another, collectively, helping us get out of the situation that we're in. Mm-hmm. Or, or create one. If, you, if, 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 if no organization out here fulfills the needs and what you expect to do, um, join one or create one. You know, but they say there's no reason to reinvent the wheel. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know we're only individuals, and the only way we can progress, just like any other ethnicity out here, progress. They progress in the whole and their, uh, their their race first. For instance, the Jews. Um, any 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 other ethnicity. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the only way we progress is we um, become, you know, um, join an organization, join someone, some type of organization um, that is in the empowering of people and economically as well. And so we can, because we can only do so much as individuals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's what I, 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 I actually want to see come out this moment is people, you know, getting into something. Gotta stop, you know, looking at it at the spectator, saying, "Oh, well, well, they need this, or y'all need this, or you know, if you feel they implement something, join the organization, implement what you want to implement in that organization." So, you know what, what I'm, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. You, you, you go ahead. I was, I thought of another question, but you, you finish your point. Right. What I'm saying is, you know, if if, if, if we can't count on you, then 
So with with that being said about the need for people to have a sense of accountability and either if they're not involved with something to become involved or start their own, are you all going to give out any type of handouts that lists current organizations who are working in the in the area of um, either prison reform or abolishing the system as it exists now if people don't have that information? Yeah, we, uh, yeah, we definitely you know, we do that. That's not a problem. Um, yes, and uh, if you know many, you know, we, uh, we're welcome to um, take any other um, organizations that are in their movement and do that as well. You know, um, it's, you know that's definitely, that's definitely a help. Okay. Well, I know I'm looking forward to, to to hearing what you all have to say and present, and I'm sure there are a number of other people that that are. Is the best way to keep up with um, with with the lecture in terms of reminding yourself about the date and time? That's on Facebook, right? Right, right. And it's on October 29th, mm-hmm. 1407. And then, is it also on your website, too? Um, it should be on the website. I'm sure it is. And that website is Thank you so much for talking with with me today, and I look forward to to seeing you all. Take care. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks a lot. And uh, 